1: Yeah, i excited! Excited! America's the greatest country in the world. San Diego's America's finest city. Thanks for being here. We just played a clip of Donald Trump when he gave a speech to the United Nations saying that uh, Germany is too dependent on Russian oil. And then the camera pans over to the German delegation and they're laughing at him. That was not but just a few years ago. Trump was right again. This is a video. Of Joe Biden back in 1997.
2: I think the one place where the greatest consternation would be caused in the short term for admission, having nothing to do with the merit and preparedness of the country to come in, would be to admit the Baltic states now in terms of NATO Russian, U.S. Russian relations. And if there was ever anything that was going to tip the balance, were it to be tipped? in terms of a vigorous and hostile reaction i don't mean military in russia it would be that so the way i look at the calculus here we are
1: um, all right i don't want to talk about russia here although when you talk principles it applies to everything i want to talk about moral panics we've seen plenty of them in the last 10 years that we sat down and reflected on them black lives matter recently COVID, of course ukraine in, in many ways uh, and and here's the thing. all of these things are based on a bit of truth. It has to be, like the don't say gay bill in Florida. You hear this? It it, it says nothing of the sort. There's <laughs> not, there's nothing in there. Just don't say it doesn't say anything like that at all. But it's a little bit kind of about teaching kids about in inapro- preschoolers and and uh, elementary schools about inappropriate sexual things. Right? So it's like a little bit. But then they just take it off and you know turn it into whatever they want it to be uh real quick on ukraine when i see everyone not everyone but many people's facebook's and twitter profile pictures changed the ukrainian flag and buildings built up or lit up in uh, ukrainian colors and every single brand changed their logo color scheme like it's pride week when i see that my spidey senses go up a bit right like we're oh we're doing this again like with another like, wait a second, Some, we're, I'm probably being lied to. Remember, you are being led by incompetent liars. So what do you do when you're being led by incompetent liars? You assume the opposite is true. At least be aware and ask questions of what they're telling you. Well, all these moral panics, they didn't start 10 years ago. Of course, they've been around for forever, right? Deceit started with the serpent in the garden, right? But the internet's version of moral panics started 10 years ago this week. 10 years ago this week, Coney, 2012. Do you remember this? Do you remember Coney, 2012? I uh, vaguely remember it. Here's the short of it. There's a nonprofit group that was started called Invisible Children. And they published a video on this website called YouTube. It's a website where you can put up your own videos and you go to it and you can watch other people's videos. It's crazy. I think in 2012, uh, it was still a pretty new thing. It has 103 million views today. It was the most liked video ever on YouTube uh, for a while. It's 30 minutes. It's a 30 minute long thing. Very nicely produced. It's got inspirational music and uh, it's about what's going on in Uganda. Joe, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Joseph. I doubt it's pronounced. I don't know. Maybe it's not. know. Joseph Coney. Right. So you got, uh, the very short, you got uh, Uganda, Civil War. There was this rebel military group called the Lord's Resistance Army led by Kony. And he would recruit child soldiers. So we, kids in the West, have to stop Kony. Susie Weiss um, wrote a wonderful article about this. She was a junior in high school when this came down. And she remembers that her entire school was ushered into the auditorium and no one knew why. Usually it's some sort of college admissions thing or something like this. I don't know. Don't do drugs or pump me up thing. I don't know. And she says, then at that moment, me and my fellow 16 year olds were enlisted to fight an African warlord more than 7,000 miles away. They were showed the video. This 30 minute, they showed this propaganda documentary video. And she says that moment right there changed her generation's connection to the internet. Before this, the internet was something you were passively uh, soaked up. And now, she says, we were expected to be online combatants in a never-ending war on evil. So this video, uh, it shows all these terrible images of war. But there was good news for those who thought crimes against humanity were bad and who had smartphones in their pockets. We were told that Kony would be captured if only we would make him famous. That was the slogan, the logo was a donkey and an elephant and an olive branch. It was modeled after uh, the Obama Hope poster. It fits snugly with another one of the campaign's mottos, one thing we can all agree on. The plan was to get a ton of kids and more likely their parents to buy $30 action kits, which included two bracelets, a t-shirt, and a few posters and bumper stickers. Those who bought the kits, I didn't, my cousin did, we were given missions like sharing the Coney video on Facebook, changing your profile picture to the logo, or tweeting at John Kerry, the Secretary of State. The senator, who there are a couple senators who brought a resolution to the Senate. Chris Coons was one of them. Uh, he became aware of this after his daughter asked him, What are you doing about Coney? And the whole thing of this was to culminate in this, uh, this event called Cover the Night when all these teen activists would sneak out in the middle of the night and blanket the town with posters of Coney, so that the grownups would wake up in the morning and they'd have no choice but to go kill Coney already. Now I don't want to be a party pooper here. This happened in 2012. At the time, the Lord's resistance army led by Coney, had not done anything since 2006 probably wasn't even in Uganda anymore and more kids in Uganda die of countless diseases than from Coney and Obama sent a hundred special ops guys to kill him in 2011 and Bush tried three times to do something with him and uh, nothing happened but whatever, you got to get out there and tweet, kids. Tweet, tweet. Here's a bumper sticker, $30. You can get a t-shirt too. And then all the celebrities jumped on board as well. Bieber, Oprah, U2, you name it. And of course, nothing changed. Only one third of the money that was given to this group made it to Africa. Only a third of the money even made it to Africa. And it did nothing. It surely only made things worse. And the whole thing ultimately culminated with the founder of it all, Jason Russell, Ten days after the video went viral, he had a mental breakdown and was arrested naked right here in the streets of San Diego. And he now lives in La Jolla. I'm sure fully clothed now. So what is the lesson from this Kony 2012? I'll tell you, uh, and, and the reason why is I have to tell you is because we haven't yet learned the lesson a sane wise people would have experienced experienced the mass uh, hypnotic effect of Coney 2012 and and knocked it off (laughs) that would have been it that would have been the end of it oh we'll never fall for something like this again that was 10 years ago now there's one of these every week we're living in one right now we're still not aware. We still can't see it when it's happening. Listen, I'll, I'll get like again I, I alluded to it at the top. When you see everybody change their Facebook profile picture or Twitter profile or something just to anything? And everybody does this in one massive movement. Uh, what are we what's what's going on here? What are you doing exactly? why is that and I'm not blaming each individual person. It just should cause all of us to say, wait a second. This feels a lot like Coney feels a lot like COVID. That's why I say I, I'm never gonna fall again for a, a graph with no numbers on it. That's a metaphor. <laughs> That's a metaphor for empty slogans and viral mass delusions. So what are the lessons from Coney 2012? Can we please learn them 10 years later now as we live them almost every day? As I say, as Ian Bremmer says, if you're thinking about reducing energy sanctions on Venezuela before doing everything possible to increase our energy production, your priorities are backwards. Before increasing our own energy production, we're going to get more oil from Venezuela. Trump was right. Trump was right again. Are right, we're talking about Coney 2012. Does this ring a bell? T- Coney 2012. 12 um a quote from uh susie weiss invisible children had managed to recruit an army of children in america to disband a child army in uganda that didn't really exist <laughs> except ours still hasn't disbanded our army of children activists in the decades since Kony 2012 broke the internet we've been made into fools too many times to count We still swallow the simple, slick stories and believe that the attention economy, which has only ever crippled our ability to pay attention, can be channeled towards some greater good. The original Coney video was full of catchy slogans like, Where you live shouldn't determine whether you live. Similar uh, slogans abound. Love trumps hate. Hands up, don't shoot. 15 days to slow the spread. And on and on. They were compelling, but not really consistent with what was happening. Now, here's the worst part, and, and Susie Weiss made such a brilliant point here. What has this done to us over the last 10 years? I oh, gosh, this ties in. Uh, we talked in the last hour about uh, difficult times, and then ultimately got into a conversation about how to live life uh and then we uh, you know only focusing on the moment, the day, and then we talked about um spurgeon and selfishness, and that's the only true way to be uh content and happy was to be selfless. Uh it all ties in here. Uh okay, so here's the problem. Back then, back then, like ten years ago, we looked outward at the world. But as the years went on, the world's greatest ills migrated closer and closer to home, until they could be found within our own selves in the form of privileged in the form of privilege and internalized phobias and paranoia right so 10 years ago we were like oh the problem of the world is is in uganda we got to become activists so we can go after this this guy in uganda far far away and then that didn't do anything (laughs) that didn't work. i didn't know with a guy masturbating in pacific beach and getting arrested right so then we're like, well, these problems of the world's closer and closer and closer, and now it's 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 around us everywhere. It was Trump, white supremacist, KKK, greatest threat to the homeland is the Klan. What? Right? And then it's and then it's me. I'm the problem, but not in the way that you know is healthy. It's me. I, it's, I'm white i'm a white surprise i'm like a slave owner i'm white i can't believe it i'm a beneficiary of the system and i need to whip myself until everything is better for black people right like it became us which is just selfish it's being selfish again it's all about you you're still the narcissist at the center of the universe you've made you the center of the universe the most dangerous place to be was not Darfur or Uganda, but on the college campus that your parents paid a small fortune to send you to. Now we were no longer trying to oust warlords, but those who offended us, or the tribe we belonged to. We learned to parrot each other's, uh, each year's slogans, and post infographics, and put our preferred pronouns on our Instagram bios, and believe somehow that this was, in the, same, was the same thing as fighting injustice. We let corporations and opportunists and corrupt nonprofits tell us that they'd take care of the hard part if only we donate our money or email our representative and we used their forms and language and dedicated our feeds to the cause. We conflated our good politics with being a good person. Oh, it's so good. So a generation of kids truly came up thinking that they could topple an African warlord with their online social media activism. It didn't work. <laughs> he the uganda guy was still alive I, I guess word is he died of COVID last year who knows right but the same people who were out there to try to topple the evil warlords just made new warlords and the warlords were closer to home even their own neighbors we have our own tribes and each tribe is a warlord <laughs> it's not Kony in uganda anymore it's Kony, your neighbor it's Kony, 2012 every day everywhere all time on non-stop everyone's an evil warlord we talked uh, about uh two sdsu professors another one got fired or he's a tenured professor he can't get fired so actually he still gets paid he just doesn't do anything which is pretty sweet actually but anyway he used uh racial epithets in his class he's a philosophy professor who teaches two classes one is critical thinking and the other is race and race and race relations. And he used the epitaph as an example. Like, here's a word that is racist. And because of that, someone who's not even in the class got him fired. <laughs> like, what? Like, So like that guy's Coney to this activist who grew up in this world, right? That college student at SDSU who doesn't even take the guy's class is in the Coney generation. Rose up as a child activist, a child soldier in a way to take down the conies of the world. I grew up trying to take out that Coney in Uganda. That didn't work out, that was a huge scam. But there's a Coney here on SDSU's campus. Where is he? Um, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know where he is. There he is! What did he do? Um, I don't know, what is he? what do you do? Philosophy professor? Let me see all the slides in your class. Ah, yes! hmm this is very aggressive to me it's an aggression upon me it's an aggression upon how's it what's well, a microaggression a micro it's very small it's a very very small aggression on me but you are pretty much a ugandan warlord so i'm gonna have to destroy your life to make me feel important. Everyone is Coney. And there was also a, think of that, I'm going to use that line a lot more in the future. Everyone is Coney. <laughs> Most people won't know what I'm referring to, but you listening at 227 on this Monday will know exactly what I'm referring to. Um, everyone is Coney. And there was also this, this childish, uh, I should say cultish obsession with uh, how do I word this? It was almost mystic. It was a mystic belief that if enough people just knew about Coney, just that they said to know about him, then his reign would end, his terror would end. Then Coney would be crushed under the weight of the world's recognition of him. or <laughs> The world's awareness. Said, it, it, Coney would be crushed by the world's awareness of of his name (laughs) and like that that's become the end of itself right that's a lot of activism says that all that matters is awareness but awareness isn't magic there were literally no more red t-shirts in the entire united states of america that they could source to print enough t-shirts of people who bought the 30 dollars awareness kit awareness was maxed out There were no more red t-shirts. They called up Haynes. They called up Fruit of the Loom. They called up everyone they could find. We need more red shirts. No more maxed out awareness. Now listen, awareness is a nice step, but it's not the end. So be careful of empty slogans, right? Uh, I I, I bring, uh, I mark the start of this era as 2003, the war in Iraq. Right. weapons of mass destruction uh fighting terrorism what do you what do you mean exactly what are you doing we're fighting terrorism what do you like that's a tactic what do you mean you're fighting that's like it's like saying you're fighting
0: uh, like hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba Casino Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Tank warfare. So I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense. What do you mean you're fighting terrorism? What are you doing? Uh, never mind. We're fighting the patriarchy. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Uh, never mind, we're fighting COVID. Two weeks to flatten the curve. What curve? The curve of what? Well, look at this graph here. There's no numbers on it. Well, we got to flatten it. Flatten what? Wait, the graph. See, I mean, I drew, a, I drew a big bump. Look, it's a graph. And if we do nothing, it's a big bump here. And we got to flatten it. Flatten the curve, and we'll be better be good fine we'll be fine if we flatten the curve to win flatten the curve to win listen all that matters is masks work what do you mean they work what do they do what do they work they like build do they build fences what do you mean they work they dig trenches or they work no they work vaccine mandates work yeah they work again people fired is that what your point is what do you mean they, what do you mean they work well all scientists agree the science is saddled and on and on and on Please never be duped again. I beg of you, I beg of you. Hey, Senator, just got this article here from, uh, I haven't read it yet, Voice of San Diego. Uh, State agency, uh, how the Health and Human Services, I think it is, uh, conducted mask raids and interviewed preschoolers alone so this is uh, what they did to uh, Foothills Christian Preschool as well. This is Aspen Leaf Preschool. There's three locations in San Diego. All three locations were simultaneously raided, as some parents called it, in mid-January. Regulators separated the children and toddlers from adults at each of the centers to ask questions about the preschoolers' masking policies. <laughs> that amazing? Wow. Never talk to my child if you are not if i do not give you express permission to do so never talk to them do not bring them in a a secret room for any reason without asking my permission first state got it not your children amazing i'll read the rest of this article but i'm not surprised by any of it because uh that's what they did again with foothills um all right three clips i want to play here we only got the two of them earlier so let's do all three let's uh let's flip it around here let's do let's see if this works let's do the one that i uh, there's like a there's one one of the clips is yay actually i'll let you decide one of the clips is is yeah that's cool awesome i agree the other clip is boo and the third clip is i don't know what to think of that quite yet so let's, uh, I don't know, we'll play him out of order, see what you think. here. Let's start with four. This is an MMA fighter, uh, not from Ukraine. I don't know why they're asking him this question, but alas, here it is. The
2: uh, first five days. Other one. I'm sorry, uh, four.
1: 704, come in here.
2: The uh, first five days, uh, uh, I think,
1: my frankly. Fault. 705, my fault blame taken 705
0: just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole russia and ukraine situation you know um here, here's my first thought is i'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians i'm staying at home and when the war comes to arkansas i will dig my boots in the ground and i will die for everything i love and i will not retreat if this country is invaded and Everybody's saying, Well we gotta we gotta evacuate, we gotta leave, we got I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a ton of money. Off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people—that's treasonous, in my opinion. Uh, so you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if if Ukrainian government—if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country, anyway We got veterans out here sleeping on the street, and you're going to give our tax dollars to these Ukrainians and all. The, I, brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting. And God bless anybody that's over there's fighting. And I hope that this just get solved and man i don't like war you know what i mean i don't want people dying and all that stuff i don't want to be but i don't know what's going on there's so much stuff that i think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there and i just i pray all those people are safe
1: okay there you go that's clip number one again there's a yay a boo and a, i don't quite know what that is so you decide what that one is here is u.s army colonel douglas mcgregor
2: uh here's the uh First five days, uh, Russian forces, I think, frankly, were too gentle. Uh, They've now corrected that. So I would say another 10 days, this should be completely over. But the question is, uh, what is it that Zelensky is going to do? The Russians have made it very clear what they want is a neutral Ukraine. This could have ended days ago if he accepted that. And then they can adjust the borders. But the eastern part of Ukraine is firmly in Russian hands. But again, the Russians are not seizing territory. They're destroying Ukrainian forces. That's their focus. Colonel, it sounds like you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet. uh, And he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. And uh, quite frankly, most of what comes out of Ukraine is debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours. The notions well, of taking and retaking airfields, all of this is nonsense. It hasn't happened. Is not a, a hero when I mean, he's standing up for himself and his own <laughs> no. people. You don't think he's a hero? No, I, I do not. I don't see anything heroic about the man. And I think the most heroic thing that he can do right now is to come to terms with reality. Neutralize Ukraine. <clears throat> this is not a bad thing. A neutral Ukraine would be good for us as well as for Russia. It would create the buffer that, frankly, both sides want. But he's, I think, being told to hang on and and try to drag this out, which is tragic for the people that have to live through this. I'm inclined to disagree with you, Colonel, but, um, you know, we'll see how this works out. Colonel Douglas <laughs> McGregor. Hi, that's a funny Tough guy. Well, we'll, Thanks uh, for being with us, sir. We'll see you again we'll, soon. Uh, we'll Thank see, you. We'll
1: see how this goes, and, Colonel... Um, all right. Uh, I'll tell you what, how I think most people react. I think mean, most people will like that first clip we played with the MMA fighter from Arkansas. I think most people do not like the second clip we just played there. That's fine. I wanted to play the second clip um, because it's the opposite of what you're hearing. And I think there's value. Remember, we're led by inept, um, incompetent liars. So you got to think perhaps the opposite is true. So you're being told one thing about this all. So here's this colonel saying uh the exact opposite let's play this third clip here this is a, a big news anchor in uh india all right so we gotta get our minds straighter india india okay geez india where's india okay india is there a, uh
3: weird okay what's india's
1: role in all this all right here's india
3: that today the west is trying to chastise the world's largest democracy india and sermonizing that this is the stand india should take and that is the stand india should take and i'd like to tell you we have taken a stand we are not going to fight a battle with russia that is a Western creation this is a creation of the West we are abstaining we did not cause this war Sean we did not cause this war and we will look out for ourselves because don't you for a moment think that we have forgotten history Sean I'd like to remind you uh, that that the UK and the US moved a joint resolution in the UN Security Council deploring the use of force by India in Goa, Daman and Diu when we were liberating Goa and it was the USSR at that time that vetoed it. And let me also tell you, I don't forget 1971. The US tried to actively harm my country in 1971. Well, after Pakistan uh, you know, launched Operation Cengiz Khan against India, it was the US that rallied with Pakistan and dispatched a 10-ship naval task force, the US task force from the 7th Fleet of the South Vietnam, into the bay of bengal and we still won in bangladesh so please we cannot trust the americans we should never completely trust the americans now for the british because sean you're british i i i I think it's a great country i love great britain but my question here is very simple we cannot forget How in 1971 the UK dispatched its aircraft carrier HMS Eagle into the Arabian Sea to bolster Pakistan and then retreated after the Russian fleet was spotted. So no, I do not forget my country's history. And and you tried to pass resolutions against us in 1971 when, when the people of Bangladesh were being plundered and raped and murdered. At that point of time, when we were liberating Pakistan, you tried to pass a resolution against us. And while UK and France abstained, Russia vetoed it. So I never forget my country's history. And I truly believe that a great country like India will look out for itself. And I'm completely a believer in the recalibration of the world order. And while I condemn the casualties in Ukraine, I think we are doing a damn good thing. And I'm proud of my country for standing up for itself.
1: So listen, I have no idea what he's talking about. I can't. I'm doing the best I can here to pretend that I know anything about Ukraine. I can't pretend to know India, too. It's like, oh, jeez. I, I just did two years of pretending to be an epidemiologist. I can't pretend to be everything at the same time. So I don't know what he's talking about. But the point there is, at the end, I think it's very clear. Uh, we can't count on India being an ally because this guy, and I'm sure it's a prevalent view, uh, can't count on us being an ally either. So if we have a new world order, India has been very, very important for us as a uh, counter against China in many ways. But if India aligns more and more with China and Russia, and at least uh, towards or even uh, past uh, neutrality, then we are weaker in that region than we've ever been before. And that's where the real war is going to be. This is why Russia matters. And we've said this from the jump. That's not really Russia. Russia matters now because uh, countries are forming teams out of this. And those teams will be as clear as day when the war with China breaks out we have entangling alliances and then we have new world order and uh, where's india second largest population in the world where are they going to be in that by the way i'm so fascinated by india it is it, it is like if i i do this like uh, google map travel cuz like, i'm not going to go to india right but if you just click around places on google maps you go to Google Maps. Like, click on a random city. I'm like, oh, let's see what that's. And then you look at a couple pictures. You're like, whoa, that's crazy. And you look at stuff in India, and it's like the craziest place in the world. And I don't know if I can go now because it's so like demon possessed. I just I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now. This is a statue of a six armed elephant with wings. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know like, what this like that that people are, like praying to. And there's another like weird goddess. Half lion, half goddess behind it. It's like, ah, I don't, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine just here. I'll just look at some pictures. I don't think I need to see it in real life. Does that make sense though about India and the, the, the problems here? Like we, we are seeing a new world order emerging. And uh, we're not the lead anymore. And it's Trump's fault. <laughs> oh, jeez, It's not. It's not. It's not Trump's fault. But everything's Trump's fault still. right? Even though he said, he did, at the United Nations, he said, hey, Germany, you are uh, uh, going to become completely dependent on Russian gas. And that's going to be really bad for your independence uh, and being able to hold Russia accountable for all the bad things they're doing in the world. That was like three years ago. He's so mean. a report yesterday that we, uh, Biden greenlit use of NATO planes in Ukraine. I don't know, that's not quite a no-fly zone, but it's like a step below a no-fly zone. Uh, It is uh, pretty scary how people do not see what that escalation could look like and how potentially very close you are to living in World War III with something like that. It's pretty simple. And again, it's not Russia. I'm not worried about Russia, per se. It's what this is uh, aligning, right? There's There's an alignment happening right now that will be bad when it hits either way the babylon b amazing as always ukrainians are just thankful that they didn't have to go through january
2: 6th
1: Mm. Mm. january 6th here in the united states one of the worst days one of the greatest atrocities in human history while searching for his mother-in-law's remains among the smoldering rubble of the apartment complex targeted by russian bombers local ukrainian Ilya Smorenko expressed gratitude that he did not have to endure the atrocities of january 6th mm, the horrors that americans faced on january 6th really give you perspective this person said while adjust adjusting the bloodied bandage that covered his mangled left eye socket I've lost family and friends to ruthless bombings but at least no one pushed a metal barrier towards me or hit me with a plastic flagpole I count myself lucky we all do that's amazing Babylon be so fantastic but that ties into the second segment was a second hour is all about perspective All about perspective, which we've lost. And when you live in uh, times of luxury, then you get really in touch with your feelings, and your feelings will lead you astray. When you live in times of suffering, then you need to get in touch with, uh, tap into wisdom, and wisdom will lead you to truth. So we talked about some of the ways that uh, suffering is good Now, the idea is, uh, ideal, is to tap into wisdom without having to suffer. But if we must suffer to get to that point, then uh, we must. There are many good things that come from suffering. Many good ones. Not all good, but many good. And we have to start thinking of those because the suffering is coming. And one reason why the suffering is coming, should we play the clip again? Uh, I don't know if we need to. The head of the CDC One of the reasons why suffering is coming is because the people who are in charge of all this stuff, uh, there's no accountability ever. So the head of the CDC came out and said, like, oh, yeah, like we saw the news alert from CNN that the vaccine was 99% effective. And we were just so full of hope that we never asked the questions like, does it wane over time? It doesn't apply to all the all the variants. Like what? And she chuckled as she was saying, like, whoopsie. Like, no, you should be riddled with shame. You should like, be so full of shame. You will you never leave the house. Your friends and family should have to come and console you because you have fallen into such a deep pit of depression because you led the nation so astray in such a shameful manner. You can't even look yourself in the mirror. And your family has to come to your bedside and rip you out of bed and console you and say, it's okay, Rachel. It's, is it Rachel Zielinski? Not Zielinski. What's the CDC director's name? Hold on. There's too many. Walensky. (laughs) Sorry. Rochelle. (laughs) Sucks, close. Rachel Rachel Zielinski. Rochelle Walensky. Whatever, right? They're like, Rochelle, Rochelle. Rochelle, Rochelle. Really falling. Got a minute left in the segment. They say, Rach, they call her Rach. Her friends call her Rachel. Rachel, you got to get all. You did the best you could, Rachel. You did the best you could. But instead, she's out there chuckling like, oh, you know, who would have thought it? Everyone who was thinking and all the people who you canceled and villainized for Darren to even ask the questions about the vaccine. And now you come out here and you laugh about it with no shame. The reasons why we're going to get to the suffering is because these people never face accountability, and they're the ones who continue to stay in charge and be wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong time and time again. But as we talked about in this hour, it is our job to no longer be victims of this, just like we learned, we should have learned from Coney 2012 10 years ago this week. Don't get wrapped up in this stuff. Always ask. Perhaps the opposite is true. And never never uh, trust these people. They have not earned your trust. Mike Slater shows. Spread the word.